0: but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. One. Hey, everybody. Dave Hodges here at The Common Sense Show. We are the show that's freeing America, one enslaved mind at a time. We have uh, Pastor Sam Arnold with us, our Latin American source. And we're compiling a lot of information. It's breaking as we speak. I've had some of this for a couple of years, but not to the depth that I do now. Paul Preston's on this story. Michael Yon's on this story. Sam himself is on this story. Doug Thornton, uh, DHS uh, supervisor, retired. He's on this story with his intel sources. We all have slightly different pieces of the same story we're going to give you. It's kind of like a blind man touching an elephant. Well, I feel a leg. I feel a trunk. I feel an ear. And this is pretty much, you know, what I'm getting from my sources, but people, it's all going in the same direction. And I'm going to lay the bottom line out, and then we're going to build the case. I believe that some American politicians, and Sam, it may come out as a disclosure as we go through the show, but I believe some American politicians are conspiring with Joe Biden in a fake conflict to start a civil war, to head off the election, put us in martial law, stop all the rebellion that's forming in America, and uh, just basically kill opposition in its tracks. So anyway, before we go to Sam, I need to let you know we do have a sponsor. And uh, you need to be in the parallel economy. Food, water, guns, gold, ammo, natural medicine and tools. And gold is what I'm going to talk to you about very quickly here. The Dodd-Frank law of 2010 says that they can take your money whenever they want. You're an unsecured creditor. Sorry, but that's the way it is. You can look it up, and they can take your retirement. Well, we can help you with the retirement part. We can help you with the bank account part. Noble gold is the best there is. I've been a customer for five years. I've been an advertiser for six. So what does that say about my faith? Now, we are um, above board. The federal government likes people like us to give disclaimers, and we are happy to do it. Most don't do it, but we feel we have an obligation to the public to do it. So there are no guarantees. There never can be in something like this or anything else where you're investing something. And past performance can't be construed as future expectation. And we're happy to give that warning. It's just too bad the federal government didn't make Sam Bankman Fried give that warning before he stole $40 million from people who gave it to the Democratic Party. But anyway, good faith. Noble Gold is as good as it gets. You have to close your own deal. There is no pressure. Let me send you a full information packet before the banks close, before they take your money, before you get a bail-in. It's coming, people. It's coming. So go to DaveHodgesGold.com, DaveHodgesGold.com, or you can call them directly at 877-646-5347, 646 5347 Tell them Dave Hodges told you to call. Um, Sam, you may not have heard this, and I wanted to first welcome you to the show. And then secondly, I want to start off on a side note that we're not going to focus on, and that's Carrie Lake. Carrie Lake is known to record people because she's been the victim of so much misinformation. And so she recorded, recorded Jeff DeWitt, now the former head of the Arizona Republican Party, Offering her a bribe worth millions of dollars to not run against a Democrat, a GOP bribing a GOP not to run. And now all the little criminals in the Arizona Republican Party are crying foul against Carrie Lake and supporting ousted Jeff DeWitt like bribery, which is a felony, is OK. And it's just amazing. Folks, this is why I say to everybody, uh, toss them all. There's not 20 people in the legislature running for reelection that deserve to be reelected at the federal level. And I would say just about all of them at the local level need to be gone. And uh, I, I, I did a long presentation tonight in a video that I'm going to surface tomorrow. Uh, so, Sam, I don't know if you'd heard that about the Carrie Lake deal, but she forced the resignation. But of course, there's no one showing up to charge the guy because he was defending a Democrat, even though he's a Republican. It, it just gets weirder I haven't and weirder. Heard
1: that. And, uh, you know, while we're just playing our weird cards, I'm a big fan of Carrie Lake. She's from my hometown. Yeah, She's too. from the Quad Cities. Yep. She uh, actually went to North Scott High School in Eldridge, Iowa. I believe, and I of course, I haven't been able to ask her this, but I believe that she went to that very small high school at the same time as my friend, the deceased Green Beret, Darryl Allen Dick, before oh. he lost 100 pounds and joined up with the u.s army but in the 1980s both of them attended north scott high school back when david morrell's first blood was required reading and so she's a real american and a great american i hope she goes far there's talk of her running for senate instead of taking a vp post but you know that just
0: a space holder i have information on that too and I'm not going to reveal the identity. I'm going to let Carrie do it, but I've also given Carrie a deadline. I've told her if this doesn't come out before the primary, I'll bring it out. But she told this story. This is what she told, and then I'll kind of add to it. She said after the DeWitt thing, she said a prominent Arizona politician, former politician, approached her who's been part of her campaign to some degree and said, I'd like to give you a million dollars, but there are some conditions. One of them is you have to forsake Trump. You can't be part of MAGA and can't associate with America first candidates. And she said, No, in hell no. Uh, I know who did it. I know who the guilty party is. I made some calls and let's just put it this way. I'm known in the Republican Party because you know I took on McCain and you know the, the okay, you know that deal. So I made some calls and I called four people and I got the same answer from two of them, and two of them practically hung up on me. So and I asked him, I said, Is it so and so? And one guy said, F you, Hodges, and hung up on me. <laughs> uh, so so anyway, I know who it is, and I have distributed this quietly to, it's my kill switch, uh, but I distribute it. But uh, come the Arizona primary, I am going to reveal if Kerry doesn't. Now, Kerry went to a Republican caucus today, and they were going to uh, try to pick a successor for the disgraced Jeff DeWitt, the briber, and uh, they booed her for a minute. And I, I'm gonna, I'm doing something in the morning that's coming out, Sam, and basically it goes like this. Uh, you people who booed, thank you for showing me what a criminal you are, that you think stolen elections are okay, bribery is okay, supporting Democratic communists are okay, as long as you get what you want. You keep booing someone who stands for the truth. And uh, that's coming out. That's coming got, out tomorrow. I just
1: got one thing to add. Okay. So the guy who bribed her, his name's DeWitt, you say? Dimwit. From, yeah. Eldridge, from Eldridge, Iowa, you go up US 61, and the next town, which is a rival of their high school, very bitter in the football and wrestling season, is DeWitt, Iowa. You just have to cross the Wapsopinican mm-hmm. River into the next county, and right there is DeWitt, Iowa. So it, the, uh, the the ironies just keep stacking up. And, oh. you know, if so many people think that we're plastic like the real newscasters, I love to talk about who we are, where I come from. I'm proud. Look here. Look here. I, I, I was not able to caucus for Trump in my home state, but uh, it was the most biggest landslide in an un- in a contested primary, I believe, ever. And I'm proud of where I'm from, where I am. I'm deep in Indian country now with native Mexicans. You know, there's one state in Mexico has 88 Indian dialects, and you can see this ramshackle building I'm in. We had to wait until the middle of the night so I could get enough bandwidth to even broadcast. But hey, uh, we're as real of people as there are in the media, and we're just going to tell you a little bit about what we, who we are, what we've done, and what we've uncovered, because There are fake persons out there, and the biggest one is is being lionized right now, and I'll just throw his name out there, Texas Governor Greg Abbott. So,
0: uh, Dave,
1: we can go wherever, whichever direction you want. Let's
0: launch into this. Sam, let me start with a little history lesson for our audience. A couple of years ago, you were uh, on the DeBaca exposure bandwagon, and he was the governor of one of the northern states in Mexico, and Correct. and you had said he was conspiring with three other northern state governors. And while Trump was president, there was almost, so it's been three years at least, um, there was a conflict between the forces of AMLO, the Mexican president, uh, the federales, the Mexican National Guard, and these cartel serving governors in the four northern, northern states. And you presented uh, me with some evidence. And now, it's saying, thankfully, you sent the links again, w- in which you um, allege from the evidence that uh, Abbott is cons- was conspiring with these four governors to form a country independent of Mexico and America in case America broke out into a civil war. You want to elaborate on that?
1: Yes. Okay. Uh, we'll kind of go across the timeline. When Trump and the Mexican president since 2018, so Trump won in 2016 and took over in January, 2017. Andres Manuel, the president of Mexico won in uh, 2018 and took office December 1st of 2018. And I was there. So while they were still feuding because Trump and AMLO had a, a bitter war of words. Now, in Trump's last year in office, they buried the hatchet, became yeah. fast friends, yep. met in Washington, uh, spoke at, at dual podiums with Mexican and, and uh, United States of American flags. And it was a very beautiful thing. They became very close and they found out that they have something in common that even though Trump comes from the right, he's not really a Bushist, not at all. And AMLO comes from the left but he's not Castro or Maduro, not at all. And so the two of them figured out that they really had a great deal in common, and they became very good friends. Before that happened, so that would have been in 2020, before that happened, this northern governor of Tamaulipas State, which from the Gulf of Mexico is the first state that borders Texas. There are four Mexican states that border Texas. Tamaulipas, the first, the easternmost, and it's been the uh, most violent. That state governor was a criminal died in the wool. And when he took office, but when he was elected, right, for a six year term, supposedly, he as governor elect went to Texas and met with two very high officials. George P. Bush, who to this day is the Texas land commissioner and Sid Miller who's the agricultural commissioner. Now, both of these people were trying to really get Trump's ear. Trump almost appointed Sid Miller to a a cabinet office in the national government. Mm. That would have been problematic. Okay, so, de Vaca stood up, just like the president of Mexico stands with the the head of the army, the head of the Navy, and the head of now the National Guard, before that the federal police. On Independence Day, this northern governor, Cabeza de Baca, stood up with a general of the army and an admiral of the fleet slash Marine Corps and basically presented himself and said, hey, the president of Mexico is a communist. He's soft on crime. We're the ones that want to fight crime. And here he's got two general officers, you know, an army and a navy officer, right on his shoulders as he's saying this. So he, along with the Bush crime family and the CIA, was courting Trump. Hey, give us a bunch of money. We'll, f- we basically, he was saying, we will start a civil war against the president of Mexico. He's a commie anyway. All right. Mm. So that's, mm. this is when. I was shocked and flabbergasted and decided that I had to start to publish some things. And at that, at that time, I had no idea how big of a criminal Kabesa de Vaca was. And so we began to report on that. But this issue has gotten bigger and worse. And yes, while Trump was president, Cabesa de Vaca was not only trying to organize a whole—listen, if you want all the details, it's on my subscribe star, or just reach out to me on gospelgunslingers.com, because we're talking about articles that are—some of them are two, three, and four years old—but this is the CIA involvement to try to break the southern border of the U.S. And so there have been different iterations. Trying to start a civil war in Mexico was one of the big ones, and Cabeza de Vaca was the number one man. He, at the height of the quarantine, made three trips to meet with other governors in Mexico to try to get them to go along with his civil war against the Mexican president. At one point, he had the ear of 15 out of 32 governors, one less than half. Now, that's a strong conspiracy. Aside from all that, if you look at the border states between the U.S. and Mexico, uh AMLO's party won the two westernmost. So that left four more states, uh, Sonora, Chihuahua, Coahuila, Nueva León. Actually, Sonora is now Morena governed. So it would have been Chihuahua, uh, Coahuila, Nueva León, and Tamaulipas. And all those governors were from the old government. We just won Tamaulipas a year ago, and it's turned around Amazingly, there's still migrants coming through. It's not fixed in a day. But at the time, those four governors were fighting the president of Mexico. Now, those are the four governors that their states border Texas. And that, those are the four governors that Greg Abbott. Greg Abbott is is being spoken of like he's some great hero. He wanted to be president. He wants to be vice president. He has kissed up to Trump. He has done everything possible to try to propel himself to the White House, which this is how uh, the Bushes got into the presidency. This is how Rick Perry made a very viable presidential bid. The Texas governorship has been a springboard to the White House, and it's, it's not far from being as corrupt as the Arkansas governorship historically. So Abbott really badly wants to get into the White House, and if he can't be the president of the United States, maybe he'll try to be the president of the Confederacy. But it's important that America knows that while governor after governor is standing up and saying, hey, we support him and we support Texas, I just want this message to be clear. Texas secession will never be successful while Greg Abbott is breathing, at least as long as he is breathing free. He is a traitor. He's a turncoat. He is He is heavily implicated in all of the CIA activities, the, the human trafficking, the drug trafficking, the petroleum trafficking, which is a very big deal in Mexico, although a lot of Americans haven't heard of it. All the illicit activity that's gone on along the border, Greg Abbott, has fed the beast to create all that as much as he possibly can without coming out into the light. And and the one way that we can absolutely prove it is his association with Tamaulipas ex-governor Cabesa de Baca, yeah, who me, is living in Texas.
0: Yeah, I, I do know that. And he routinely crosses the border, even though he's a criminal to meet with the Bush family and yeah. Um, I remember you telling us that DeBaca was housing illegals prior to changes in the laws that would allow for mass border crossings to the tune of hundreds of thousands of people like in factories. Can you can you tell the audience about that? The whole
1: Reynosa downtown park was filled with migrants. It was a migrant camp. It was so bad that when he left office, the new administration, the city government government, in Reynosa, which is Amlo's party, and then the new state government, they actually dug out all the topsoil of that park and hauled it away and hauled in new topsoil. The entire park was polluted with human feces and God knows what. There are entire neighborhoods in Reynosa that are nothing but – they're they're rented out. It's all paid for. We're, We're beyond the point of having migrant camps. Now they just rent out the entire neighborhood. Listen. You, you, you step off the Reynosa-Hidalgo Bridge, you take a right-hand turn on the one-way, you go about a thousand meters past the Catholic Church that says right on the front of it, Migrant uh, Center, and that whole neighborhood for a half-a-mile radius is nothing but Haitians. And it doesn't take an investigative journalist to figure it out. They're walking down the street speaking their language. So, yeah, the... The migrant trafficking under Cabeza de Baca was absolutely off the hook. It, because he was the capo de tutti capi, he was the boss of all the bosses, the, the drug cartels didn't fight one another. They presented a united front. They just divvied up the profits and the territories. Now that he's out, the drug gangs are fighting with one another and they're killing one another in the streets of pretty much every day. And I mean, this is in the shadow of my little, my little jungle house. I'm out on the road right now, but it's hotter than a tamale in that area as those drug gangs are fighting. Yeah. So, yeah, Cabeza de Vaca absolutely facilitated the migration.
0: Yeah. With the help of... To um, include with, seaborne
1: with, landings.
0: Yes, with the ignorance of Abbott, purposeful ignorance. And now all of a sudden it's important to him. We'll get to that reason why in a second. But I wanted to cover another thing, something we talked about in our pre-era discussion, and I want to get the Mexican side of things from you. But the Mexicans were complaining, and I think this was in Reuters or the Associated Press, and they were saying American gun manufacturers are sending guns into Mexico. Well, I knew that part of the story was BS. It's not gun manufacturers. It's the American government. I've been told fast and furious has been reinvigorated, it's active again, they may not be calling it that, but they are sending arms into and through Mexico, Okay, and here's what I've been told the final destination is, Uh, Chinese safe houses for the Chinese troops coming north, uh, and also for Venezuelan troops, and also arming the cartels to cause problems across our border on the uh, predetermined signal. Do you, can you address that, what you know about the American arms coming into Mexico again?
1: Okay, this is also why there's a final push to destabilize and topple both Ecuador and Peru, which have massive Pacific Coast ports. Okay, uh, fast to your question, fast and furious is a sore point for all Mexicans because they know that the American government did this to mm-hmm. destabilize their nation and to arm the criminal factions and so this is not something that happened overnight or yesterday it's something that has gone on for years it probably goes back to uh bill clinton and at least with a major boost under the obama administration and eric holder and then maybe hillary clinton's as secretary of state uh Massive amounts of armaments have come across the U.S. border, and now they're going into the Caribbean. There is an arms proliferation into the Caribbean Sea that's really disturbing, and uh, nobody really knows where those all come from, but there's so many parts right now. This is this is the new wave. The new wave is gun parts that are not registered, and uh, I mean— I'm a ghost gunner myself. I think we ought to be able to to, uh, fab fab our own home brews. But the fact that all of that's unregulated, it just makes it very easy to fill a truck up with parts or parts that have been assembled and then uh, bring them across our, our very unregulated border. So, yeah, it's happening. It has been happening. It's continuing to happen. It's disturbing. There are new canine units on both sides of the border that are for detecting Cash and weapons coming from the US to Mexico and drugs from Mexico to mm-hmm. the US. Okay. So I guess that's a, a little bit of good news, but that's dependent upon the, the, uh, the, it's dependent upon people going through border crossings, which is not where we're at right now as we've got civil war.
0: That's exactly right. I want to read to you a clip from the, uh, let me see what the source is here. It's from the AP Dateline, Columbia, South Carolina. Uh, Bidding to salvage a border deal to Congress that would also unlock money for Ukraine. Biden offered fresh assurances Saturday night that he would be willing to close the U.S.-Mexico border if lawmakers would only send him a bill to sign. Sam, what's your reaction to that?
1: Where's everybody been for three and a half years? Thank you. Which is... question that you began with about greg abbott you know his primary that put him up against beto o'rourke in the general election for the governorship is one of the most suspicious in texas history
0: Hmm. how so
1: Uh, i don't have all those details right here on my desk but i would just ask for people to look into greg abbott's primary. There are a lot of unanswered questions. You should ask Carrie Lake about that. I'll bet she would have something to say. They're oh, virtually naked.
0: Do you have a? Do you have a for instance or an example?
1: Uh, I don't have it all on my desk, Dave. I'm I'm deep in the jungle right now. Okay.
0: Uh, I've heard that uh, the powers that be smiled on Abbott with the voting machines. That's why I asked the question. All right. Um. Okay. So here we are. We've got DeBaca. You've got three other northern Mexico states at one point in time, conspiring with the Bush family, uh, with Abbott leading the way to create an independent state should a civil war break out. Now we have evidence that guns are being trafficked into Mexico and beyond. i got to believe this could be part of a false flag border operation. I'll get to that in a second. And this thing could inflame into a civil war. And the people I talk to believe it's contrived between Biden and Abbott. And this is what they both want. Okay. The, it US, is. the U.S. goes into, into martial law. There's no election. Uh, Texas withdraws, joins the four northern Mexico states. And it's just a way to break up the United States. I mean, this is one of many. Breakups that are facing the United States in our future.
1: Okay, that's a lot of ifs. Uh, I'd like to just address some things that happen along the timeline of this. And uh, maybe it'll be a little bit of good news how the wicked have failed again and again. Uh, Really, a lot of the U.S. population is game for sending the army into Mexico to clean out the drug cartels. And A lot of that's driven by Bushist, uh, right-wing neoliberal propaganda. And, uh, I mean, I voted for that once as a very young man, but I certainly don't believe in it anymore. This is who Abbott is in cahoots with. He is absolutely a CIA cutout. He's a CIA operative. All right, so the Mexican government is fighting very hard against the cartels. Part of the problem is that there's 100 millions of dollars of U.S. money and money from where the immigrants are coming from, which a lot of it's from China. You know, you, know, you got Chinese paying up to $100,000 to get ferried to the U.S. border and then uh, whisked across. And so that money is engorging the cartels. Just like Biden canceled the sanctions on Venezuela and all of a sudden Maduro's got all these hundreds of millions of dollars. He can do whatever he wants. He can oppress his own people. He can invade the neighbor. You know, uh, the sky's the limit. So it's not that there's this uh, that, that Mexico is the bad guy. In fact, what we really need right now is for some federal officials to reach out to the Mexican president. You know, uh, I'd like to see Representative Michael Cloud. Of Texas, from Victoria, not far from the border. I'd like to see him reach out to the Mexican president. And there are a lot of other federal officials and state-level officials and uh, past officials. What about Myra Flores? She's from a border district. That's a good point.
0: That's a good point.
1: She could reach out to the central government. And on the note of Myra Flores, a lot of people like her have had to play really nice with Abbott. And now that Trump has crushed everyone in both Iowa and New Hampshire, I reached out to my Iowa representatives and said, hey, now's the time for all of you to come out as Trump Republicans. And our governor is pretty rhino. She was, she was lieutenant governor to Terry Branstad, the longest serving governor in U.S. history, who then, as a friend, a childhood friend of Xi Jinping, was appointed ambassador to China. He's a mason and as rhino as they come, and she was his lieutenant governor. That's how she got into the statehouse for the first time. She actually won her election after that. But Kim Reynolds is dangerously into rhinocerology, and she's one explain, of the
0: Explain, explain. I know what you mean by the term, but uh, explain what you mean, how she's into this.
1: Republicans in name only. Yeah,
0: okay. this was Terry well, yeah. Ransom. But what is she do? What These, is she doing? What is she doing relevant to this discussion?
1: Oh, lionizing Abbott, lionizing Greg Abbott and saying, oh, we support Governor Abbott. And that is a very dangerous position that many powerful and and righteous governors have gotten pulled into. You got Greg Gianforte in Montana. I really like him. Somebody needs to tell him that, look, you are in a swimming pool with 90 percent rhinos. And this is where. This is where a disaster could happen because it could be a false flag. It could be a uh, it could be a whole new exponential iteration of January sixth could be cooking on this. Now I'm not telling everybody to chicken out. I'm not telling everybody that the uh, that the devil runs the world and 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 is omnipotent because it is. We, the people that have kept the wicked on their heels again and again. But just understand that the united front that is being painted in the media is not at all there. It's, we're, we're dangerously close to a fight where it's every man for himself. You know, one of the things Michael Yan has been saying is, why is our army over here pointing to Ukraine, pointing to Israel, pointing to Asia, when the invasion is here pointing to the U.S. border? And, and my question is... Why is everyone going to the U.S. border when the pedophile is next door to them or in their own house or teaching their kid in school that they send the kid to every day? This is the heart of communism, and, and this is where we have to eventually make our stand. And it will at some point go kinetic. Nevertheless, yeah. it's great. It's great that all these governors are getting together. They just need to understand that the leader of the crew, Greg Abbott, is going to drive the ship on the rocks because that's what he has always been.
0: I agree. I couldn't agree with you more on what you're saying about Abbott. I have never trusted him. we He's got, I mean, and here's the other thing I've busted him on in the past. Um, he, he's like the um, politicians in Arizona and in Georgia, like with Rasperger. You've got a governor who's in bed with China. And, you know, and Sam, you know, this is true. When you're talking about China, you're talking about the cartels. When you talk about the cartels, you're talking about China. Right. And uh, and Abbott and Biden are facilitators of trafficking uh, of uh, fentanyl that's killed 100,000 Americans a year. When we look at this situation, how can people believe this pro-China, uh, soft on immigration governor all of a sudden is going to take a military stand against the federal government. It's not even believable, is it?
1: No, it's not. And, and Can I just give a little bit more history to encourage the, the, the viewers out there? Uh Cabeza de Vaca signed his accord with Greg Abbott, I believe, six weeks before he left. The state house in Ciudad Victoria, Tamaulipas. Oh, okay. So he was a he was a lame duck governor. There was nothing that he could have really done, and he came to the U.S. illegally as the most wanted criminal in all of Mexico. Nationwide warrant for his arrest. Every checkpoint, as you drive around Mexico, there's immigration officers stationed at checkpoints and choke points. Checking people's IDs. There was a nationwide all points bulletin to arrest Cabeza de Vaca if he showed up at any of those places in the entire nation of Mexico. Yet he sneaks across the border to the USA and meets with Greg Abbott. You want you want to hear something funny? And this is on my Twitter. If you want to see it, just search, go to Gospel Gunslingers on Twitter and you can search this video. It, it wasn't that long ago that I put it up. Greg Abbott is sitting with Cabeza de Vaca in the Texas DPS State Police Headquarters. So he's got the most wanted criminal in all of Mexico sitting with him at the table in the police station. And here's what Greg Abbott said. All the border bridges are open to normal traffic.
0: Yeah, exactly. Normal.
1: It's on my Twitter. Please find it. Share it. That's who Greg Abbott. Really is. Okay, so the first plan was for uh, Cabeza de Vaca to run his stooge, a guy named Truco the Trickster. Truco. (laughs) No, that's the name. I I know, I know
0: the name. You've talked about it before, but his name kills me. Okay, go ahead. Cesar
1: Truco Verastigi. Cesar Truco Verastigi, who was his head of security, you know, basically uh the secretary of defense at the state level you know and uh running the state police which were all crooks that army was built with cia money the state police in Tamaulipas was built with cia money from the merida initiative i have it all documented how kabeza Ibaka, as governor-elect Went and talked with George P. Bush and Sid Miller to ask them about getting Merida Initiative money to build his own private army. He said it would take a year and a half to build it, even if he had the money. And sure enough, two years later, Simon Reeves from BBC BBC Americas goes for a ride in the new U.S. Bearcat armored vehicles with Barrett rifles on top, helicopters. He got it all and he built it. Fortunately, it's in the hands of the The new government, which is a a really good governor in America, Villarreal, part of AMLO's party. So and they also got a weather modification plane. You know, this is how weather modification came out in the open is the new government of Tamaulipas just said, yeah, we're doing it. We got this plane. (laughs) What I haven't proven any journalists out there, you can find whether or not this uh, airplane was bought with U.S. money. The tweets and the news articles in Spanish media are all on my Twitter, or you can reach out to me on gospelgunslingers.com. So they got that, too, how to seed the clouds and to okay. uh, make it rain. Or Sam, not rain.
0: I want to bring you back, though, to to the, the, our central point, though. Is there any indication of the timing of how they put this coalition together of the four northern Mexico states and Texas who would be the head of it, what kind of government it would be, anything with the military the economy? What could you tell us about the planned entity that they want to birth?
1: Well, as they have failed again and again, it has morphed. Originally, they wanted a full-blown civil war within Mexico. Then secondarily, these four states signed with Governor Abbott of Texas in this migra- anti-migration, anti-trafficking coalition, which produced zero results and zero enforcement actions, and I'm telling you, reporting from the very border zones that were supposed to have all this increased enforcement, it didn't happen. The next iteration was to get Cabeza de Vaca to run for the president of Mexico. Narrowly, we defeated that. He left the governorship and then he had to hide out. He went to Texas. So the fact that this most wanted criminal is in Texas right now and has been living there since he left the governor's mansion maybe uh, 16 months ago should be an indication to ever, anyone that Greg Abbott is heavily involved with him in trafficking. The next iteration was to run Truco Verastigi's nephew as the president of Mexico, and he's in the race. And this is uh, uh, Eduardo Verastigi, known for the Sound of Freedom movie. So, you know, I'm, I'm really glad that he brought a lot of attention to crimes against children. But the whole idea of making uh, anti-human trafficking into the new war on drugs, the new George Bush war on drugs, is a very bad idea. And that's what he's pushing. So those plans A, B, C and D have failed, which brings us to where we are right now. A great big military showdown on the U.S. border between the feds and these twenty-five, now twenty-six governors, headed by the crookedest one in the nation, Greg Abbott. Hmm. That's what they're trying now, and we don't well, know Abbott, whether there's going to be- well
0: Abbott be the head of this new coalition if it comes into to being.
1: Abbott is very close to being Jefferson Davis Hogg at this point. He is dangerously close to being the okay. president of the Confederacy.
0: I'll take that and as I've a yes. I'll take that as a yes.
1: I have published again and again how Texas secession will never succeed with Abbott in office, which is why they put him in there. You know, if if the election fraud would have favored Beto O'Rourke, the, the, the red-blooded Texans would have gone ballistic then and there. A lid had to be kept on it. And so they kept this... They kept this poser in there, in the person of Greg Abbott. He's such a sleazeball. I tried to reach out to his office and suggest some courses of action. We're talking three and four years ago. Since, since his cozying up with Cabesa de Baca, though, it's over. He is a very, very bad guy. And I hope the rest of the United States listens to those of us that have been watching this man and this issue year after year. For him to just uh, absolutely scuttle viable attempts, one after another,
0: to secure the border. Hmm. Uh, what's DeBaca's current status?
1: He's hiding out in Texas under the protection of, of uh,
0: Greg Abbott. They're who's, good buddies. He, who, who's he hiding from? The
1: Mexican government, which would skin him alive, he would he would never see the light of day again. There's a federal warrant. He was stripped of his immunity as governor by an act of Congress in San Lazaro, in the open Congress of the nation, stripped him of his immunity. If if he sets foot in Mexico, he will never see the light of day. In fact, this is how we kept him out of the presidency. His brother, who's a sitting senator at the federal level in Mexico, went to the Reynosa Municipal Palace to ask for his birth certificate. Now that's controlled by AMLO's government, right? So the officials came out and faced the senator and said, if Mr. Cabeza de Vaca would like his birth certificate, he must come to the office himself. It's only 500 yards from the Rio Grande, but had Francisco Garcia Cabeza de Vaca walked that 500 yards they would have cuffed him and he'd never see the light of day again wow. which is yeah. why he's not running for president Eduardo Verastegi is
0: So in can he place. can Debaca not return to Mexico in the present circumstances
1: Correct okay. he intended to run for president the 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 billboards were up Mexico piensa con Cabeza Mexico think with Cabeza de Vaca and it had his you know, Texas Longhorns symbol. Okay, the campaign was underway.
0: I want, I want you to confirm or just say I don't know some things that we're getting. Okay, um, Michael Yan is reporting on greatly increased traffic. Uh, that Mayorkas has been at the Darien Gap meeting with Chinese uh, military that's there, um, and that um, the whole region down the Pacific coast into South America is purposely being destabilized for a Chinese takeover. Can you address those things?
1: Absolutely. Michael Jan's reporting on that matter is impeccable. It's unassailable. He's got the drone footage of the areas of the camps of the Black Hawk helicopters coming in. He personally saw Mayorkas come and land at that camp. So, uh, yeah, he's correct about Mayorkas. He's correct about the destabilization. One thing that had to be taken out of the way is the nation of Guatemala. And the Guatemalans were this close to actually fighting. Three days before the conservative president, GMT, left the presidency, he met with a team of U.S. Uh, congressional representatives, including uh, some of of the most warmongering Hispanic ones, you know, uh, Maria Elvira uh, from Florida um, and and others. And so here he is as a lame duck president, and they signed agreements about security and migration. There was a very, a very viable likelihood of a military uprising to prevent the communist election fraud elected uh, new president from taking office now that he's taken office that roadblock is out of the way he's got control of the military i mean unless there's a shooting coup without the presidency you know controlling the presidency guatemala's gone communist i'm 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 sad to say and so that was one major uh roadblock guatemala is a, a The biggest of all the Central American countries, it had two consecutive conservative presidencies that were allied with Trump. It was the Guatemalans that stopped the caravans and turned them around with military force. And Guatemala is, other than Belize, the only continental ally of Taiwan in North America. And so that falling to communism and Bernardo Arevalo taking the presidency – it's just a catastrophic, vomiting gut punch.
0: I'm really sad. How, about how so? To, to, and also, if you could link this into, um, link this into how this affects America.
1: Well, first of all, Taiwan is an island. They have limited manpower, limited uh, land, limited agriculture, limited forests very limited they need continental allies now they got some uh, allied islands in the caribbean but they have the same problems as as formosa and so them losing a continental ally like guatemala is just how are they going to survive they've still got paraguay in south america but they had paraguay and guatemala and then a couple little ones like belize and some islands haiti haiti jamaica those are taiwan allies at present but it's not looking good for any of them so the, in the event of a taiwan conflict where are they going to get their resources from this is where they have gotten their resources how much mining can you do on an island not very much you got to have some space and some land to do mining to do forestry et etc cetera, etc cetera. so just that's one hot spot that's a, about it's a very ripe plum just about to fall from the tree into global conflict. And then we see how Guatemala going communists is just a terrible catastrophe for them. Just in the past couple administrations, I'm going to say five, six, seven years, Taiwan has lost Panama, El Salvador, and Honduras as allies. You know, they had those in their pocket, and the Chinese came in and sniped them one by one. So what we're seeing is a massive Chinese expansion into the Americas.
0: So is Michael Jan
1: crazy? No, no. He's telling you the no. reality. Mike,
0: Michael Jan's highly credible. Um wow. This is Does this when we put all these floating pieces together? Do you give credibility to the fact that a big false flag is coming at the border that will facilitate more fighting? Uh what does your gut tell you?
1: My gut tells me that Greg Abbott is going to scare the ship on the rocks. Everybody's following him. They're letting him be the captain. They're giving him the wheel. And this is what he's going to do with it, is drive off the edge of a cliff. The individual people, the individual governors, the individual riflemen, the the individual God-fearing Americans need to really think about being very independent in their actions at this point
0: and uh, what do you mean you know, by independent sam give give me a for instance
1: they cannot just blindly follow a leader and expect to be good marching lemmings we have to be we have to be free thinkers like our forefathers we have to decide who the enemy is and and where to uh where where the fight is really because We've got a leader that is a pied piper that will lead people into their own death or their captivity. That's the intent. Everybody's got to watch their own six and be ready to fight their own battle. And, And I'm sad to say that Americans are more addicted to leadership than ever before. Americans are more likely to ask permission for anything than at any point in our history. Americans are less independent and less American, especially when it comes to lethal force and pulling the trigger. And that's when everybody chickens out. And we have to get over that. We've got to get over it quickly.
0: You know, this breakup that we're talking about with the four Mexican states and, and, and Texas, this is only part of the plan breakup break up America. And I feel negligent if I don't mention this. La Raza, you know, Reconquista de Ocelan, eight states withdrawing. Um, they say that the Treaty of Guadalupe-Hidalgo was a ripoff, blah, 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 blah. Well, Paul Preston showed me documents now that California actually declared its independence from Mexico in 1836. So it kind of negates some of that argument. Also, you've got Cascadia, which British Columbia will absorb Washington, Oregon, and part of uh, Northern California. And then you go back to 1972 and the Nixon-U.N. agreement to, to subdivide the United States into 10 regions. Um, let me ask you a question. Do you think that this four-state arrangement, arrangement with um, abbott do you think it's contrived by the U.N. World Economic Forum and those people to help facilitate the breakup of the U.S.?
1: Yes. There are a lot of Mexican officials that attended the World Economic Forum also, but they're not drivers like uh, Greg Abbott is. They have kind of come with their hand in their hand thinking, OK, we need investment. We need companies. We need corporate establishment in our state this and that but definitely the global force is to cut the heart out of america
0: okay that's the plan well that makes a great deal of sense to me that does and and i think that you're answering a lot of questions here by this but i've been well, Can fact, I add actually, one thing? yeah go ahead
1: uh one thing i'd like to add is that if biden was not such a numbskull U.S.-Mexico relations would be better than they have ever been at this point right now in 2024. I know a lot of Americans are ticked off because they blame Mexico for this, these migrant hordes. And really, although some some sectors of the Mexican government are on the gravy train there, it's really globalist money. And Chinese money and Chinese power and Chinese control of the cartels—that's pushed a lot of that. If it was still Trump and Andres Manuel, we would; these problems would be over very quickly. And they could be again if Trump gets in, and if Andres Manuel's successor Claudia Sheinbaum wins, which there's major forces, including the CIA, trying to stop that, and they're not doing very well. You know what would help the CIA to get back in the driver's seat on derailing the Mexican election? A war on the U.S. border.
0: That's true. That's absolutely true. And that would totally, oh my boy, that mess up Mexico's economy. Why do you think the American government is now arming the Mexican cartels again in a new fast and furious approach? What, what is the Biden administration hoping to gain?
1: When you say the American government, I would say the swamp. Now, the swamp
0: is is, in power now. This is absolutely Biden's doing. I'm telling you right now. The swamp
1: is in power now. So I concur.
0: What do you think their objective Uh, is?
1: These armaments are always a buildup to a broad-based insurrection to guerrilla fighting to the red dawn that you've warned about for at least a decade and these hondurans and venezuelans and haitians that are coming through i see them every day that i'm that i'm out and you're talking about some hollow-eyed dangerous dark military-aged troublemakers rapists you're talking about nihilists and all they need is the tools yeah. to become very destructive. So you mix uh, a dozen nihilists with a cache of arms, all of a sudden you've got October 7th.
0: Yeah, something you do. that's
1: been belittled in the world,
0: oh, but everyone gosh.
1: should really study it because it's coming to your neighborhood.
0: I have not made that connection yet. This could be set up like a October 7th. Wow. wow, But it could be cartel October 7th And while we're looking at the Fed's Texas standoff, that's interesting I had never thought of that And I think that's the probably cartel, there's. I think there's merit to that idea
1: The cartel is at least Organized crime When you're dealing with these nihilists That are coming across From Forget about China, from Venezuela from Haiti, from Nicaragua. You arm people like that. And and I'll tell you what, nobody's got better footage of, of these guys than Michael Young. He'll put the camera in their face, and say, hey, where are you from? What's that tattoo of a teardrop and a skull on your face? So what are you gonna do when you get to America? And they all know that they're coming to burn it all down, to rape pillage, and cause chaos. They
0: do, they, they full do in in fact, some of the Border Patrol have told me that uh they're having things said to them by the immigrants or forced to process and move on. Uh You'll be hearing from us soon. Those kind of comments. Oh, yeah. We Sam, have a big Sam, we, we want to hold it here because I want to give you a chance to talk about your operation. And we got about 45 seconds. So uh I think we have to just kind of take a wait and see attitude. I think we've laid it out there. Sam, tell us how people can follow your work.
1: My main site's gospelgunslingers.com. I read all my own mail. There's a little contact box. It's right there next to the donate button. Either way, you'll get a message back from me. Uh, you see, I'm deep in the jungle and whereabouts unknown, and I am a refugee. I've left all. I'm on the point of the spear. Please stand with me. I want to be your pastor, and I want to be your missionary. And We've got a lot of work to do. Unentangling the world from the false doctrines of Christian pacifism. It's disgusting.
0: Yeah, you know, and, and we don't have time to develop this, but at the top of the list, as you just mentioned alluded to, is Catholic charities. And I want to give them all the credit they deserve because they think they say, oh, we're helping migrants. No, no. You're facilitating child trafficking, fentanyl poisoning. I could go on and on and on. You get the idea. Well, Sam, I want to thank you so much for joining us here on the Common Sense Show. Ladies and gentlemen, there'll be a follow-up on this, but I think that you see this is about to get really serious. Thanks, Sam.